You're listening to the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast. Join us on Discord. Welcome, everybody, to the Nerd Church Podcast. I'm Jamin. And I'm Tyler. And we are both pastors of a nerd church. And uh, we like to talk about nerdy things. And today on the 1208-Bit Nerd Church Podcast, we're going to talk about the new Marvel show, What If, which, from what I saw online, is now canon. So I guess these are glimpses into the multiverse of other ways in which the Marvel stories we all know and love have unfolded. Um, Of course, if you haven't seen the new What If episode, because I think it just came out yesterday. Is that right? No, Wednesday. Yeah, it was it was Wednesday this week. Yeah, because it comes out again on the 18th. Yeah, I heard when they premiered what Loki or uh, when they did one of their shows on Wednesdays, it was like the highest turnout rate anyone's ever had for <laughs> yeah yeah loki had the the highest turnout rate of any show um and it was it, like wednesday is just not a day you think to release uh content um like for example the clone wars uh not the, the clone Wars spinoff the bad batch uh premieres on fridays mm-hmm. so like you'd think that it would be you know a friday release or or a saturday release or something like that because that's when the the biggest pieces of content are usually released so it was really interesting to see um i love the fact that uh it's released on a wednesday because honestly like you're just kind of grinding throughout the week and then you can just kind of take a break and watch marvel which like that's the perfect day for for like superhero kind of content i don't know why but it it really is it just it's so right for a wednesday night to come home eat some dinner watch loki (laughs) yeah it's the hump day everybody just needs something to get them on through the rest of the week so it's taking you the rest of the way i guess uh well either way what what has been put on our disney plus channel to inspire us this week was a new what if episode looking into the world and spoilers obviously we're going to get into it um looking into the world of captain america and what if it went differently so you have a watcher who uh is i guess the narrator of your story someone who's been watching the whole multiverse unfold which right there we do get into spiritual overtones as well but i do wonder if they're borrowing from the, like, the Bible has spiritual beings named Watchers, I wonder if they're borrowing off of that term at all, or if it's... Is, what's, do, you, do they have names of the Watchers in the Bible? So, well, do they have names in Marvel? Yeah, like one's, oh, not, it's not the, the name that I was thinking, uh, the Watcher. Azazel. <laughs> <laughs> no, um... I'm pretty sure the original guys was Uatu. Okay. I'm not sure about that one. Basically, the Watchers in the Bible, we don't see any beings named Watchers in the Bible until we get to uh, Daniel. Well, 
yeah, mostly Daniel. This is when they're in exile, which means while Israel was in exile, they started kind of, I never know how to say this without people hearing me the wrong way, but once they're in exile, they're now in a different kind of culture with different ways of thinking, different ways of understanding, even probably within like religion and whatnot. And they don't co-op Mesopotamian religion. They very much keep their focus on, on Yahweh and, and worshiping God and following him. Right. But someone like Daniel, Daniel, uh, is basically chosen by Babylon. <laughs> and even though he's an Israelite, they bring him in and they subject him to learn all the thing that their wise men do, the Chal Chaldeans. So uh, he yeah. has to go through a bunch of that stuff where he probably learned about beings like Watchers and whatnot, or just co-opted the name Angel to Watchers, because that's essentially what Watchers are in the Bible, is they're Mm -hmm. angelic beings are part of god's divine council and uh from the from the very name scholars have been like what what is a watcher maybe they watch <laughs> which you see that's part of the job of angels in the bible right sodom and gomorrah what what happens is a bunch of angels go to sodom and gomorrah to watch it to see it to report back to god what they've seen uh watcher or an angel in the book of Job shows up in the divine council and reports back that he's seen humans and that they don't seem worth it. So, yeah, they're just angelic, spiritual, divine council beings of the Bible who perhaps watch. So that's those are big, big beings in Second Temple Jewish literature when they're in yeah. exile. Enoch has watchers all over the place, but the Bible mentions them two or three times, probably. Just being a nerd and wanting to like follow up on that that like conversation, like it makes me think God knows all. So, like, why would He have these people watching and like reporting to Him all the time? And I was I was always I always had this idea that like God wasn't like asking them for information, right? Instead, God was asking them to like see it and like experience it and give like opinions and like try to rationalize it themselves and like maybe it was like a learning experience for these divine beings to experience as well so i, I don't know i thought it was it's kind of cool that there are these beings like just watching and like seeing it and observing and i i feel like you could kind of call our scientists like very similar to that um that kind of experience like we we go and we watch uh like animals and observe them and we'll like never in, we won't like interfere with what they're doing um we'll just observe like what they're doing and see what they are and like report what they're doing and try to figure out reasons as to why they do things so i wonder if they're taking part of like some kind of scientific process or um some kind of weird you know just as as a ner total nerd that just wants to figure out you know why are these angels watching us <laughs> yeah yeah well i mean i know god knows all but the bible still shows him you know wanting to participate that, that's the reason humans are on the earth is angels are in yeah. the spiritual realm take care of the spiritual realm collaborating with god humans are in the physical realm take care of the physical realm collaborating with god even more poignantly we're in the earthly physical realm you know like this is our little place in the cosmos that human beings have been assigned 
to image God to, just as angels image God in the heavenly. So, yeah, it is strange to think, like, in what ways they're observing us. In the book of Enoch, the watchers go beyond what they're supposed to be doing based off the Genesis 6 story of angels procreating with humans, right? And the watchers, mm-hmm. like, their jobs seem to be to watch. Maybe that's what the uh, beings in Revelation are with all the eyes, as though, like, yeah. we're always watching, you know? Um, we're always watching. It, it would make sense to me, though, that that's what John was trying to communicate in Revelation. Like, here is a watcher. Like, I've assigned him eyes all over his body. Um, <laughs> but where was I going with this? <laughs> I have no idea. Where were you going with that? I, I threw myself off with the revelation. Uh, <laughs> well, oh, yeah. The watchers seem to be assigned in Enoch, like we're here to watch and just report back or maybe take care of humanity in some way. But then they cross the line and find the women to be so attractive they take up human wives. So then you have the spiritual realm, the physical realm, both imagers, but they're uh, breaking the lines of that God's set in place, you know. Uh and they start to cohabitate instead of collaborate with humanity, giving rise yeah. to the Nephilim, which we've done a whole episode on on this podcast. You can check out the There Be Giants in Them Thar Hills. <laughs> and and honestly, like those uh those angels that are doing that, that are procreating with humans and just seeing these women, these like human women as just objects that kind of they get to kind of, you know, be with. And it's very much supposed to be this like grotesque thing that God's like did not ordain at all. Right. Um, and that just kind of brings me back to like the point of what we were talking about today with just the the outstanding amount of like feminism in in the what if series so far with uh, Peggy Carter and uh, Agent Carter, Captain Carter um, getting to be the role of not Captain America, but captain carter um taking up the the first avenger uh the title and uh basically going through the events of of uh the first movie and second movie ish i think yeah uh in the captain america series and just playing through what it would be like if peggy became captain america and uh, it, and the feminism in it in this show um, was awesome, in my opinion. I, I think that it showed a, a side of like being a strong like woman during a time when they were being so like they were just like looked down upon in, in the culture, especially within American culture. Um, all of these men, you know, and she gets she gets called names just like really stupid names throughout the entire thing by men. But by the end, you see these, these men starting to understand like, wait, no, like women are just as capable as men are. And they start respecting her. And, and like the way that they present it wasn't like, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff where you see feminism in, uh, in shows and you're kind of like, okay, like, like we get that she's supposed to be like a feminist icon, but like, we also want to see her story and it was still so relatable um, because she fell in love with Steve still in his like, you know, young kid from Brooklyn form that uh, doesn't look, that's not, not muscular. That isn't really anything special. Um, 
she still falls in love with him. And there's still this story of uh, of a redemption and a a willpower to save people and help people that many of the heroes uh, in Marvel have, but don't like act on as much. And I just feel like she was such a good like a good force for like actual like leadership because um, she took on leadership roles throughout the Marvel universe, like later on with the Agent Carter series, which part of it's now canon, and uh, just her going through and revolutionizing, revolutionizing Shield and like leading Shield for the longest time, along with you know uh, Tony Stark's dad, and we get to see what it would look like if she had a more hands-on approach with uh, being. A, a an actual the actual first avenger um so it was just cool to see a woman in that role honestly i i liked the way that she was portrayed as well like when she took the super soldier serum she didn't just stay you know an average like sized woman she actually got broader shoulders like she became like thicker with muscle and stuff like that so they weren't trying to like sexualize her um and make her into just an object and they didn't just use it like they weren't just like putting her in there because she was a woman like it made sense in every single way um so i really enjoyed this first episode a lot actually and i think it's a really good starting point um after loki um going from this like uh crazy you know the multiverse is about to explode moment at the end of loki to uh what what is the first thing that breaks uh, in the multiverse, and they said, you know, it was her jumping in and becoming the first Avenger. Well, it was it was specifically, um, the word she used uh, that broke the broke the timeline in that one. That was that was a cool moment where they just zoomed in on this is the moment where the timeline snaps and a different decision was made that spirals everything a different route. Oh yeah, it was her staying in the room. Yeah, yeah. Instead when, of going up, yeah. she stayed in the room and was able to, and was the person stopped the person from taking the uh, formula and destroying everybody, and then was able to become Captain America because Steve Rogers was, you know, shot. <laughs> yeah, I agree that uh, they did a good job at handling the topics and trying to put feminism on the table uh, in, a, in a positive way. Um, Sometimes you do see this goes across the board for all different kinds of topics, be yeah. it this or anything else, where sometimes the focus is so extreme that like the characters don't make sense anymore. The reactions to things don't always make sense. And and they did a good job in this one of uh, um, trying to tell a story that mattered and, and worked for them. Um, and... Yeah, you know, we've seen Marvel come up with these conversations before. Uh, even it's been weird to me when it comes to like the church and how it's come up. You know, like <laughs> I remember, was it is Captain Marvel when that came out? Like there were some in the church that suddenly some super conservative people were like freaking out about women in the military. I'm like, really, this conversation is so old at this point. This is still going on, you know. And, <laughs> Was there really? I didn't. I didn't see that. I didn't there see was. that people were. Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> it. I mean, we're talking a minor group within the church being vocal about like women, yeah. and their this whole movie is about 
uh, making women do men's part. You know, it's like, how is this? <laughs> this conversation has not moved very far for some people in the church. And this is where I think it's just helpful to, like, in general, hop into, like, the topic of men and women in the Bible. Because it's the Bible that people use to demean and subject women. And I think that's an inappropriate reading of the Bible from the very beginning. You know, at the beginning is the way that people tend to manipulate it. Is at the beginning, God makes man. And it's like, oh, man can't do this alone. He needs a helper. So I'll make him a woman. And somehow men take that as like, well, okay, so a woman's job is to help me. I go do the work. And she helps me as I do the work, <laughs> you know, like I, yeah. I do the work and the woman makes me a sandwich or something like that. Like that's the way that a lot of people in the church have interpreted verses like that. And that does not fit the context at all of what's going on in Genesis. In fact, the word, the Hebrew word there for helper, I, I'm making man a helper is Ezer. And you know who one of the other people in the Bible who's called an Ezer Jesus is God himself, Yahweh. <laughs> so like <laughs> if being a helper means that you are like in charge of them and they are subject to you, well, we run into blasphemy where we use that word elsewhere. God is our helper. That doesn't mean that like, yeah, God, we tell you what to do and you do it. Absolutely not. You know, like <laughs> that, that doesn't make any sense there, but for some reason it makes sense to us, uh, uh, where we, it makes sense to some people when they're interpreting the Bible. Hey, uh, Kitty Wild on Twitch, uh, they just said, what have I found here? <laughs> church and Captain Marvel, I'm interested. Uh, yeah, we are a nerd church. You can join us online and in person through our Discord. You'll find the link on Twitch. Uh, but we, we're we nerds who also love Jesus, and we let these subjects inter interact together. So, yeah, I think... Uh, the church, though, it needs to it needs to look at these passages and, and grow up a little bit and try to understand, like, just how progressive the Bible is on feminism. You know, especially Jesus, who are the very first apostles, who are the very first sent out ones to go and and tell the world about the resurrection. It was women. Yep. <laughs> it was Mary Magdalene. Where are all the disciples? They're hiding behind. Hiding. Doors. hiding well <laughs> the only one of one of the female disciples who's followed jesus around she's right there at the grave site where it's like mm -hmm. if you find her you'd be like oh you're one of those people yes yes i am you know and jesus sends her out to go tell the scared disciples behind locked doors and uh uh from there all throughout the bible People always use Paul to demean women, but Paul was very progressive with women. Yeah. Like he was, look at the list of people that he worked alongside of. He was imprisoned with women. He mentions an apostle named Junia, who was mm -hmm. a woman. What's an apostle but the person at the top of the spiritual leadership food chain, you know? And then there's also the prophets in the New Testament are women. What are prophets but the second highest in the leadership food chain? So... People a lot of times will take some of the things Paul said to demean women when it's clear from his ministry and all of his writings that he worked right alongside women because he saw them as 
the Ezers that they are. Not the go make me a sandwich Ezers, but like God comes to help us where we are Ezer. Like they are empowered just as much as men are. And men and women have always been destined from the very beginning to work alongside each other to bring heaven to earth. And that's that's always been the plan since the Garden of Eden. So Jesus, when God puts on flesh and comes among us, Jesus instills that right into the women that he works with, constantly empowering them and, and raising them to do what they need to do. And so like episodes like this, Captain Marvel, where it walks into a man's world in the military, against yeah, I, I, Germany, and then a woman rises up to like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm a pacifist, so I'm not like just talking about violence, <laughs> <laughs> but but they do a good job at trying to bring a, a a woman into a man's world and show us like, what do you mean we're like different as though we can't help each other, you know, as though we're not here to work with one another. And uh, Kitty Wild says, super far away from being Christian, but you believe in God. Had a fair share of weird interactions with religious people, but I do like what you all are going on about. I get it, Kitty Wild. We've been through uh, the same thing. Tyler himself used to be atheist, agnostic. Atheist, yeah. I was, I was very atheist. Yeah, I grew up in the church, and I have also had very weird experiences. But ultimately, uh, God showed Himself faithful to me through all that, through Jesus. So um, I've been able to. To look at the weird stuff and the good stuff, and and for me, I've been able to to call out what doesn't make sense with the Bible and stay true to what does. So. Yeah, and like from my perspective, it's it's this the way reason why we do the podcast in a sense is because uh, we had, I kind of brought up my my past and how um, the things that brought me and led me closer to God was the entertainment that I was getting into. Um, anime had a bunch of like questions about uh, like, you know, when you had like Full Metal Alchemist and it was just like brief moments of meeting this creature that like you, he was interacting with when it was, uh, you know, the different um, in Lord of the Rings, it's very Christian uh, book, but uh, being able to see the actual uh, like metaphors that uh, Tolkien was trying to present in Lord of the Rings and uh, learning more and like wanting to know more about where that came from, um, reading a lot of uh, fiction, um, just really got me interested in, in learning more about the sciences as well and how things worked, especially when, uh, you know. Uh, I was going through high school and I didn't really feel like uh, I fit in or anything like that at that time anywhere. And, uh, you know, no one was like talking to me about Christianity very much. It was just kind of something that I had been going through. My grandparents were very, very religious, uh, but I had just kind of really got stuck with any kind of like media that I saw. It was like teaching me some kind of like moral or something. I'm wondering, you know, Hey, where is this moral coming from? Uh, why are they saying it specifically about like this thing? Why is it referenced? What is it referencing? And oftentimes I found when something's referencing a moral or when somebody's trying to, when somebody in media has been saying something profound, I've found a lot of uh, connections with the Bible and a lot of connections with what um, modern interpretation of the Bible, I should say, um, because a lot of the more 
uh, conservative views of, especially when it comes to like feminism, um, thinking that women have essentially no role in the church other than to like teach children, which even under their reading of the Bible just doesn't make sense to me. Um, it just seeing the modern interpretations where we're able to show how no God from the beginning is intending for women to be leaders intending for women to, uh, to step up and, and have powerful control of, uh, of churches and of their connection with God and like helping people spiritually. Um, it's just something that, you know, it's, it's, it's about like, for me, it was about, intentionally using uh, the things I enjoyed, the things I loved. And uh, in the early points of my like faith, I just kind of always was bouncing back and forth between like the media that I loved and then this, the faith that I had gained. So then I was constantly throwing that back and forth to see what that looked like. And that's how my faith grew was because these, these shows and these books and movies and all that kind of stuff were, were essentially like, they were helping me kind of form my opinions about the world. So, you know, it just kind of came natural. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there, there are always times in these shows where you're like, ah, no, you're making your point very solid, but at least as someone who subjects myself to Jesus as King, this isn't the teaching that he gives me, you know, and that that's hard because I think the church also today, like takes, anything that feels like truth anywhere and just says like, well, <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay. So we got to subject ourselves to Jesus, you know, and then help him figure that out. But like, when we do that, that's what this whole podcast is about, right? Like yeah. we see the themes that are out there, we hear them and we want to talk about where we see the overlap. And then occasionally we'll talk about where we don't. But uh, yeah, I also thought of um, when I was watching this is a story, I think in judges of, I think it's JL was her name. I might be wrong here. Uh, but there's there's one story where you have like the female is like the conquering hero in a war, you know? And, and like the Bible told that story first, you know? It's like you've got the uh, oh, what's his face? It's been so long since I read that story, I forget their names, but she basically takes a tent peg to his <laughs> to his temple and and takes him out. So you have these moments in the Bible where um, it does get uh, uh, intense where they even have female militaristic heroes, even though I believe Jesus shows us like we are to be pacifistic when he tells us like, you got to put your swords down. It's not how we work. At the same time, the Bible does have stories from ancient cultures where those were there. And those were those kinds of stories were rare in the Bible, but all the more reason that it's calling us to to draw attention to it. Um, well, Tyler looks through the comments that we got going on here. Uh, I was yeah. also, <laughs> um, what was I, what I, I was thinking with this, what if show too, I was thinking like where it's headed. This is supposed to be based off of Loki, right? Where we basically fractured the multiverse and now we're zooming in on the multiverse to see the different stories that are told. Yeah, just kind of like it's it's similar to the what if comics uh, comic series. So like what if Spider-Man joined the Fantastic Four? What if uh, just, you know, what if uh, and they just change up things and that's just uh, 
kind of playing with the fact that the multiverse is opening up. Yeah. So, and, and it's just going to show us, I think the further we go along in this series, um, the longer we go in this series, we're going to actually see more crazy, wild, like amazing, like totally weird stuff that's going to happen. Um, and I'm hoping that we see like Dr. Strange in the end, like going, Oh no. <laughs> and then that's just the beginning of, uh, 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 the Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness, um, which is going to be a horror film. So that's interesting. It'll be different for Marvel. We'll have to see where that rating goes. Uh, let's see here. So Kitty Wilde said on the Twitch chat, um, the reason that uh, they're not uh, being into religious stuff is basically there was a day where some lady called her a witch and had the audacity to grab her by the hair and them grab them by the hair and pull uh, there to church. Sorry, pull you to hear the church to get you to the pastor. You wear all black. You have fire red hair. Uh, so while you were doing whatever they told you you could burn in hell and that they should have thrown you into a river to drown as a child. What the? <laughs> That's messed up, dude. Yeah, this is not this is not Christianity at all. Whatever you just described, somebody is. I'd have been turned off by that too. Yeah, no, I sure. don't think any of us would be Christians if that was our experience. Well, this For is real. this is not uh, how Jesus would respond whatsoever, um, and all that just because of a way you look. Is that? Did I read that right? Yeah, I think so. Right? Yeah, because she had red hair. Listen, I don't know what kind of church you're dealing with, but that person first off needs to has a fair reason to wonder if they truly are Christian and following Jesus, because that is such a poor representation of anything that Christianity is about. Um, and as a Christian, I am so sorry that that happened and that that is how we have been represented to you. Um, that's just, yeah, I, I want to apologize as well for the, for other Christians in America specifically too. Not, yeah. not uh, the best a, experiences. Yeah, we have a um, responsibility to call out uh, the crap that we do when we see it. And that's that's a bunch of bull crap. That shouldn't happen. Uh, basically, the way they dress and appear uh, seemed yeah. rather bothered by your... That's, yeah, I mean, that's just... So the whole New Testament was about doesn't matter what you look like. Jesus is here for everybody, you know, like yeah. <laughs> he gave us the Holy spirit to go to everyone, no matter what you look like and create a diverse church. That was, that was a huge central focus of the new Testament. Uh, so whatever you look like doesn't, that was messed up. That should not have happened. And I appreciate you even taking some time to chat with us right now about that. Uh, but yeah, they said they're not mad. They don't throw us all into one pat pot. That's superficial. Yeah, appreciate that. Yeah. I think we've all learned that in different walks all across across the the gamut. Um, all right. Well, you have anything else, Tyler? You want to hop into on this episode, or I, I was um, even got into the whole Watcher Nephilim thing. I wasn't even thinking of that until I said it out loud. 
Yeah, no, I I, mean, I think we got like everything. I was really excited to see um, the first Iron Man suit was then made by Tony's dad for uh, yeah for Captain Rogers. Captain, he wasn't Captain Rogers yet. He was still just Steve Rogers. So yeah, it, uh, he got to be the first Iron Man was actually Captain America. <laughs> that that did surprise me, especially because you know. Uh, I always think of Iron Man as being like a, Hey, we finally had the technology to create Iron Man down the road. <laughs> and then in this episode, that was the part that threw me off just a little bit. Cause it was like, Oh, apparently if Tony just thought it, or Tony's dad thought about it, he could just make an Iron Man whenever he wanted. And then you, you got that whole thing. Um, it, what was the being that we were like shoving into a portal at the end there? Uh, the being like the little tentacle monster. Yeah. I don't know. Is it supposed to be like an alien or like a spiritual entity? I don't know. I wasn't sure what was going on. It I looks kind of say... like the thing from um, Guardians of the Galaxy number two. Oh, yeah, it kind of did. So maybe an alien then. Um, so maybe it's that. Yeah. I will say the only part of the episode that I found very unbelievable was a person with a shield shoving a monster, a building sized monster into a hole. Like it just, <laughs> I was like, I don't understand how, if you're pushing on one tentacle, you pushed like all 20 of them back inside, but it's Marvel, you know, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. What, what was, what was that? I don't remember that happening. What, what happened? Just at the end, you know, she vanishes for 70 years. Yeah. By like just taking her shield and pushing the monster back into the hole, but the thing's huge. She's just like pushing on the bottom of it as though that shoved it back in. I just thought that was <laughs> <laughs> like this. This didn't seem like a reasonable way to, to go out there, but you know, <laughs> uh, but yeah. Okay. Well, any last thoughts or anything before we let it go? Um, I don't think so. I think it's all good. I, I, I enjoyed this episode. I'm really excited for future episodes. Um, Excited to uh, see what they kind of the craziness that they get themselves into uh, with the multiverse. Um, I'm loving this phase of Marvel. Uh, this is exactly what I wanted from comic book stuff. So um, I'm I'm really excited for everything that's to come up. Oh, I loved WandaVision, loved Loki, um, even loved Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I know a lot of people had mixed opinions of that. Um, loving what if so far. So can't wait for uh, Shang-Chi. Yeah, the amount of creativity that Marvel has now been given license to use is mm -hmm. exactly what I've always wanted in entertainment in the first place. So I'm glad that it's not sh just, you know, uh, cookie cutter just all the way through trying to give you action movies. So that'll be that'll be cool to see where it goes. We might even be able on the podcast for a while to keep reflecting on what if episodes since they're just like mini portraits. That was harder to do with like low key and the others because we were looking for the overall story, but these ones might keep feeding us little trinkets here and there to get into. Uh, but the nerd church podcast gives us space to get in all kinds of things. Want to thank uh, Kitty wild for joining us today. I saw you just hopped onto the discord. If anybody else there would like to hop onto the discord, uh, you can use that to interact with us throughout the uh, week, but you can also use it to, um, join us for nerd church during covid during the pandemic we managed to create nerd church in such a way that it works both online and in person at the same time 
So on Monday nights from 5.30 to as late as 9 o'clock, you can join us there and chat with us. Uh, so yeah. join us there. You can also find us on Facebook, YouTube, or 1208greenwood.com slash 1208bit. Those are all the sources to everybody on the podcast who's listening. And with that being said, that brings us to the end of the episode, which means Tyler leaves us on his final words. Donde esta la biblioteca? Do you just say, where's the library? Yes. Or are you speaking in tongues and, and I'm translating for you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I know some Spanish. <laughs> oh, uh, right before we go, I do have audio books uh, of books I've written. You can find yes. the codes, ask for them on our Discord for anyone listening to this episode. Because uh, I do get into more topics of the Bible and feminism there, as well as since we kind of mentioned aliens, I've got a whole book on God and aliens and things like that. So not in a weird way, just in a like, what if, just like our episode today. So feel free to check <laughs> in with us on Discord for anybody who wants to go a little deeper into some of these topics. And we will catch you next time.